James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. James Shramko, welcome back to the Freedom Ocean episode six. Love getting back into the ocean, Tim. It, it is lovely to be back. And hello, listeners. Welcome back to, we can confidently say, Australia's number one podcast on internet marketing. Thanks to the Apple iTunes, well, not thanks to the Apple iTunes store, according to the Apple iTunes store. Yeah, it's quite amazing, really. <laughs> in, in fact, uh, yeah, it is. Well, and what I'm loving in this ocean is that everyone's engaging with us. People may not know, uh, listeners may not know, but we don't do these shows each week, one show a week. We're actually up here, you're in the lab, and we're about to knock off quite a few. Um, so we don't necessarily have the benefit of you know f- weekly feedback. That said, we've now got five shows out there, and we're getting wonderful engagement, really knowing what people are thinking, and wanting, most more importantly, wanting to hear from us. Yeah, I think this this whole engagement topic should be slated for us to discuss at some point, Tim. Um, and I'd also be really interested to know if our audience would like to know some of the things that we've actually done, you know, like a, I guess, a case study sort of point of view, you know, what, what things we've been doing with our own yeah. internet marketing related business that yeah. they could perhaps apply to their own business. Because the same things we're doing will work for just about any business. Well, that won't be the topic of today's show, but it will be a topic of a forthcoming show because, as you and I were saying before we hit the record button, we have what's happened since that, that phone call a few months ago where I rang you and said, James, I think there's a podcast idea here. And from that point, uh, we now have five episodes out there. We have a YouTube site. We have a Facebook fan page where people are conversing with both, both us and each other. Um, we're out there on our individual Twitters, iTunes, it, the blogs. It, 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 it's everywhere. And I think it would be a really interesting, I'm sure, I hope, our listeners would be interested in how that came to be. Well, one of the other things we have is a customer database where people actually want to hear from us. Yeah. Uh, you know, we could, we could talk about some of the interesting points that I guess are quite often overlooked from my experience when I'm talking to businesses, things such as how many people actually join a newsletter list and how many people then open emails for that newsletter list. These are some of the things that I think are very important in a business that uh, you know, so many businesses could benefit from. If people are interested in that sort of information, I really think we should discuss it at some point. I am um, astounded at the open rates we're getting on the emails we're sending out. They are fantastic, and the responses we're getting from them. Um, people know, well, they'd know now, because in our last email we said just hit reply and um, <laughs> ask us a question. Well, that's rare, isn't it? <laughs> you, mean, you mean you can actually contact the person? You don't have to... I love those no reply, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. email back and it says, sorry, no one's reading this email. Isn't that they, bizarre? They might as well just say, look, we just don't give a shit about you at absolutely. all. Absolutely. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think internet marketers in particular, although large corporations do this. Oh, they do. Um, but internet marketers in particular often hide behind um, pseudonyms or, or something, whereas I think clearly what's worked for us, one thing that's worked for us is that, you know, here we are. You can reply to an email, or you can get onto Facebook. And I love, I'm, I'm loving the conversations, hearing what people are. Uh, I, I'm loving, personally, loving the fact um, that there are a lot of small business owners of bricks and mortar, product and service based businesses listening to this show, which was a dream of mine. There's a lot of internet marketers listening to the show as well, which you would expect. Um, but it, it's wonderful because I, I, I strongly believe that the good internet marketers are doing things that are so incredibly relevant to the marketing of small businesses these days, and yet they're not finding out about them. I remember talking to a local business about their email form on their website, speaking of, of you know, access to the customer, and I said to them, look, there's something missing from your form. And they said, what? And I said, the DNA sample. 
They're like, what? I said, well, you want everything else. You want their name, their address, where they live, their phone number, their, you know, so their you second phone number, blood type. I mean, you're just missing the DNA sample. Yeah. No wonder nobody's filling out the form. Yeah. I, I, funny, you did, I, I signed up. I'm running um, a discovery session with a client next week, four-day discovery session. So when I do that, I generally sign up um, for whatever they've got going so I can get a sense of what they're about. And the four, and he did. He had a um, a pop up uh, on his site, which I thought was great. He, he's a, he's a, in the financial planning area. Um, popped up. Unfortunately, the form it did it requ- it didn't require DNA. It did require blood group. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was. It was a lot. I mean, why? Why? Uh, Seth Godin in permission marketing, which I think we might have touched on before. Uh, it's an old book, but a good book. And what he does say is, ask for the simple stuff first name and an email and then over time as you get to know them and they get more trust then you can slowly ask for more it's not even in real life is it you meet someone and you say hey uh, uh, you know second third time you meet them what's your number i wonder if our or listeners have gone along to freedomotion.com and seen what details we ask for you know, ah. you'd think that us putting out a, a website and asking for subscribers we'd be using some of the ideas that we talk about. Now here's a thought, Tim. You might be surprised or maybe not to know that a lot of businesses are quite eager to pay somebody to learn about more advanced internet marketing strategies as it becomes apparent that the internet is here to stay. Mm -hmm. There's a whole business around that. Mm -hmm. Would that be a good topic to talk about today? I do. I do. What would you call that topic? Well, I call it local business marketing or local business consulting, Mm -hmm. and it's one of my passion businesses because it was the one that allowed me to step away from my job. Okay. Okay. Well, I think that's what that will be the topic of today's show. And just for those listeners who are wondering, because we have got a lot of listener questions, James, I'm talking lots, pages and pages, which are fantastic. What we're going to do uh, today, we are going to cover local business marketing or local business consulting. Uh, and then in our next show, we're going to take some listener qu- We're just going to go with some listener questions. Let's do the hot, hot seat. The hot seat. I want exactly you to right. fire them. Tim's got a, a million questions <laughs> and they're, they're his and others. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in fact, one, one, of the, one of our listeners did say, I um, love the fact that you've asked for, quest- for questions from us, but I thought you were the guy with all the questions. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I am. But I think in the spirit of this being a show for the people... It is a two-way street here. This is one of the... Let's go back to engagement here. It's not about us creating something and then pushing it out to the marketplace. It's actually a responsive, dynamic uh, situation where we're creating things that are actually useful for our audience. And in order to continue to that that core thing, to have integrity, if you like, uh, we really do put a lot of effort into making sure that we're covering the needs of our audience base by asking them what they think yeah. and, and demanding feedback. And I love seeing the comments on iTunes. There's yeah. lots and lots of yeah. comments, but it's what is said in the comments that actually drives the future of the next podcast. Absolutely, it does. Um, okay, well, let's get stuck into today's topic, which is, is local business marketing. How do you define it, James? What is it? This is simply a case of where you have some internet marketing knowledge. You don't have to be technically competent. You just have to understand that the internet is a marketing channel and that there are suppliers out there who supply services to a competent level. And your deal is to more or less be the middleman to join up an internet marketing supplier, and we'll we'll go further into what a supplier might actually do, to a customer who has a need, which would typically be a business. Now, the very, very large corporations have in-house staff, and they're very, very difficult to deal with. They've, they're layered in bureaucracy and you know, five-year contracts with suppliers. They're very difficult to crack. Then there's the mum and dad, you know, the, the one or two-person business that's just too small, that you know, they're, they're not making enough money to be a, a useful client for you or for them. It would break them. But in the SME market, as we call it mm-hmm. in Australia, the small to medium enterprise, there, uh, there is huge opportunities for a, a win-win-win situation where your client is going to be better off, your supplier can get work, and you get to profit from being the matchmaker. 
So it's, it's really just being a matchmaker. So as it's, uh, simple as uh, you're the, the it's, a, it's an online consultant. It's almost an online strategist type position. Yeah, I think stra strategist is the better position to take rather than the technician. Yeah. Now, this is where a lot of people come way unstuck. They, they might be handy with doing websites or search engine optimization. And uh, let me know if we're getting too technical yeah, at any point. That's it. I'm, I'm just nervous now. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you might be good at a technical skill and you think, well, I'm just going to go and get someone to pay for my services. But there's a massive problem with that, and that's capacity. Mm -hmm. There's only so many websites you can build, and yep. there's only so many websites that you can help get a better ranking in Google. So the better business model is to be the strategist and to facilitate the business online, but not to actually do the work, not to supply the end product. It's quite exciting, that, that, that idea, because I talk to a lot of the clients that I come across in, in the small business enterprise, small to medium business uh, world, and this, this concept of a virtual marketing team is so achievable these days. You know, many small to medium businesses would just think not in a million years could they have a marketing team on board. You couldn't have done that 10 years ago. It would have been too expensive and too hard to access. But thanks to the power of outsourcing these days, the idea of having that surrounding yourself with specialists across all areas of marketing is quite, po quite possible. And, and the strategist is that person who can bring this together for the local business. Yeah, and it shouldn't be too hard a concept for people to grasp if you were to use perhaps a metaphor or analogy. Here we go, ocean. Ocean, uh, let's see, have you ever been to a fish and chip shop? Yep. Okay, and you've, you've bought your, what would you, what would you buy there? Oh, embarrassingly. Yeah. Uh, always go the fried flake. Right. And um, always get a couple of dimmies while I'm waiting for the order to come through. Okay, so <laughs> flake, that's like shark, is it? Fish? Yeah. yeah. So you might see on the shop sign thing, they might say something like, you know, our, our fish is cooked with the finest ingredients or whatever. Now, did that fish shop actually catch the fish? No. Did it own the boat that caught the fish? No. Did it own the fishing or the reel, the hooks, the bait? You know, it, it doesn't actually have to be the, the, the person that does everything. Their role really is to introduce the buyer, the hungry person, to the meal. And they're going to make up that meal from various supplies. They're going to have the flour delivered in a truck from the flour company. They will have the oil delivered from the oil company and they will have the fish delivered from wherever the markets. And they put it all together and package it and market it and sell it to you for a markup. That's pretty much what's going on here. But in this case, we are like the uh, small business internet marketing shop and we are selling a meal to the business. We're helping them with their online efforts we're not going to be going out and getting all of the raw ingredients ourselves. We're going to outsource that. And we're going to find them from other places and put them all together and package it up and add a margin. So it's pretty much a marketing consultant, but one who's specialising in the online world. Exactly. A, a marketing consultant is a perfect term for that. It's not an inspiring term, marketing consultant. I do like the word strategy. Consultant always cracks me up. Yeah, it it's like that, that story of um, Betsy and her little cat, Freddie, who was out doing the rounds, and uh, and the neighbour was asking, you know, how's Freddie? And uh, she said, oh, look, he he's um, still out doing the rounds, uh, and you know, Freddie had had an operation. She had, she said that um, he's just consulting these days. <laughs> <laughs> and really, it's Off like, tools. yeah, like consultants have no balls because otherwise they'd be doing it themselves. Yeah. Now. There is some truth to that, and, and I mentioned before that I started, this was the thing that got me out of my job. The other thing is we really have to work on the whole strategy and mindset behind this because if you want to go into this thing, you will have to make a decision early on, is this your whole business or is this a side business? Because what I found was it's a great way to bring in cash. It is a very powerful business model and there's huge opportunity but it also means you have customers. And as you know, I have certain lifestyle standards and, and that means that I don't want too many customers because mm. customers can also bring issues such as expectation, demands, requirements, 
uh, stuff ups, delays, problems, bad bad billing. You know, these are realities of business. And that's hello to all your customers out there. <laughs> hello to all my customers. No, I love my customers because they've passed the test. They've they they have gone through the filter, and they've they would what I would define as the perfect customer. Mm. And I would also suggest that my customers are actually very happy dealing with me because most of them got into my internet marketing consulting type programs when I didn't cost as much. And so whereas now my day rate would be $10,000, some of them are on a recurring monthly maintainer maintenance package and, and they would have been on that for three years. So those early customers invested in me and I returned that favour. I actually said to them, I'm going out on my own. This is what I do. Would you like to come on board? My, you know, whoever takes me up first will get the best deal ever because yep. you're taking a risk on me and I'm taking a risk on you. And the price only goes up. And I haven't actually had a single customer leave yet in three years. Tell me, um, this model, let's talk um, at practical terms about how this model plays out. Okay. Yeah, there's some issues we need to talk about. Yeah, yeah, there are. So uh, you've got the person, who, who's it suit? Before we talk about the practical issues around mm. how, how the model plays out, who's this model suited to? This model is suited to somebody who considers themselves reasonably confident and fairly business-minded. This, this does not suit overly technical people because they will find themselves obsessing and trying to perfectionise over the actual deliverables. Yep. So the example there would be a, a gourmet chef would not be the right person to run the restaurant business in many cases because they'd be obsessed over the food and the, and the ingredients and the temperature instead of making sure they have enough covers for the evening and, and processing enough orders. So it actually suits somebody who's good at project management. That would be one of the top skills that I would recommend somebody investigate or develop. And it also suits someone who has a reasonable sales and marketing attitude. Because you, you you know, as soon as you understand this is a sales transaction, you are buying and selling. It's trading. Okay, so, uh, and clearly someone who's got some insight into being able to go into a business, see where the problems are, and provide solutions yeah, yeah. are going to hit that business's objectives. Most consultants have the prerequisites. You know, if someone was currently selling the yellow pages, then they could easily switch to this type of business Well, model. I think there may be a few of them who will be looking to do that <laughs> in the coming months. Well, I know, you're already, I know there's already Tim Reed dartboards <laughs> in the yellow pages head office. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct. Tell me, um, okay, so we know who it suits. What, 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 Let's play, give us a practical example of this model. So does the person, does the strategist, I guess, they recommend the solutions, the suppliers, to address the business problems, create things, might be websites, it might be SEO, it might be pay-per-click advertising. Do they provide the introduction and then step away? Or do they manage the entire process and deliver it to the client? Well, there's a few ways to do that, and I do both. One way is to do a maintenance package where the client pays you an amount per month and for that amount per month you just take care of everything. That's like when you take your car to a service. All you want them to do is take the car behind the, the wall and bring it back brand new. You don't want to see the spark plugs, the oil, the rags and the guy in the overalls. You don't want to know that. You just want the job done. So there's that type of relationship and then there's the other one where you're actually getting paid as the expert where you're the the person with all the answers and then you are introducing them to the end supplier and the end supplier can deal directly with them and invoice them directly but you are getting a maintenance fee or a consulting fee regardless from, for, from the business from not the, the business correct now you may also get some consideration from the supplier but in in most cases you want to just make sure that you're clear about how that yep. works with your customer 100% your loyalty lies to the customer so what I do with my customers is I say, I will introduce you to my suppliers and I will instruct them to deal with you at the same rates they deal with me. So they'll get wholesale rates rather than a markup and me get a kickback because they're paying me to advise them and give them the best advice. So you can, you can do that any way you want and I'm sure some people play it both ways. Yep. But I actually currently run both of those models right now. I have 
have people who pay me an amount per month just to tell them what to do and to introduce them to people and their own team. So this will typically be a larger business. They'll usually have three or four people who I meet with on the phone once a, once a week and we have a little meeting about what the strategy is, how, what are the tactics being played out and, and where they're up to. And then the other one is where the customer is completely hands off, hardly ever hear from them and they just pay an amount per month. And for that, we actually subcontract services and manage the whole campaign as if it's one of our own web businesses. Okay. So typical products that, that a, a strategist, a local business strategist, could have in their, in their kit, in their toolbox, to take to local businesses. What are we talking? We're talking the obvious stuff like websites. Uh, that, that's, the, that's the foundation for most. It's, it is. It's you know, your online real estate. I cannot believe the amount of small businesses that I continue to speak to. I don't know whether I touched on this last episode. I don't think I did. But I was away. I went into country Victoria and spoke to 120 or so small business owners, some of which still didn't have a website. Surprising amount didn't have a website. And upon asking why, it, the, 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 questions were, the answers were twofold. One, they, they either didn't know how to go about getting one or they just thought it was going to cost them thousands of dollars. So not, maybe not ill-informed, but just, just not up with it. Yeah, just, 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 not, just not there yet. You know, websites now, you can have from $299. Yeah, yeah well, tell us about that. <coughs> well, I actually, this is funny. This is, I'm taking my own advice here. I evolved my original business where I was doing this myself to figuring out that other people would want to learn this and should be doing it, and it is going to be a big thing. So my little oracle um, predicted this was coming down the path and I actually said to my wife, oh my God, you know, in terms of timing and positioning, we've just hit the jackpot mm -hmm. because I've always had a knack of timing. I mean, when there was a recession on the last time around, I was debt collecting. <laughs> and in the, uh, in the good times and the credit boom, I was selling luxury prestige vehicles. <laughs> right. You know, I have, I've got a gift of timing for some reason and I recognize this is big. So what I did is I actually developed web development business and a search engine optimization business. I certainly tried a few others because you don't always get everything. I tried pay-per-click management. I tried uh, logos, that sort of stuff. But there are, there are some reasons why those businesses are more difficult. And we may even get to that. But I put these businesses in place so that I now had somewhere to take all of my students to who were... Who, you know, I'm telling them to do this model, but how do they actually get supply? So I've just alleviated that whole problem. Yeah. Now they can go straight to the supply and get the websites at wholesale. They can go straight to the search engine optimization and get search engine optimization at wholesale prices. And now they, they literally double the price and sell that to the end customer. That's pretty much the rule of thumb. And this is one of the things that you have to consider when you're going into this business model. I'll just recap. It's making sure you identify how heavy you want to go into it. Secondly, you want to get yourself set up with the right advice from an accountant and a lawyer because you're in a business here. Make no mistake, this is a big money maker. And my first 12 months doing this business, I generated well over $100,000. Now, for most people, that's, that's really time to go and see your accountant and your lawyer and, and start thinking about other considerations like liability, insurance and tax. It might sound really scary, but it's not. An insurance policy with a big company and um, a session with your accountant and your lawyer should see you with the right company structure, uh, the right sort of protection, and then you're good to roll. Mm -hmm. That one step, if you get that set up, you're now committed and you're into this business model. The next stage is actually quite easy. It's identifying suppliers. And I've, I've just mentioned we've taken care of that for my students. Mm. Anybody listening to Freedom Ocean can access the same supply source, if you like. We can put it on our products page. Yeah, we should. In fact, our products page, um, as we do this show, is going to take on some serious development in the next couple of days while we're together. Um, so people will be able to go to the products page on Freedom Ocean and um, hear from you and I going through each of the products uh, and explaining... Yeah, who it's for, who, yep. who's best yep. to utilise exactly. it. What it is, why, why it came about, yep. what, how they use it. Yep. And, and we'll be guided by the questions we receive on those pages. We're too. getting a lot of questions from listeners, which we'll go through, some of which we'll go through in the next show. 
but they are. There's a lot of um, people wanting to know at what point. Where, where do you dive in? You know, which part of the ocean do you, do you dive off the jetty? Do you wander in? Well, I'd suggest with this particular business model, if someone's listening to this now, they already know if this is their model. Yep. If they're scared shitless of it, yep. they should move on to the next one. <laughs> yeah. The more passive yeah. ones, the, the less assertive ones. This one is high reward, but you're going to have to put your confidence out there. You're going to have to be the expert, and you're going to have to go and deal with business owners, either face-to-face, over the phone, or if you're very strategic, there are ways to actually have the customer coming to you where you don't have to do any cold calling whatsoever, but you still have to be a business operator and a project manager. Yep. You know, and you've got to be able to deal with that customer when they want to know where their website's up to or they want to change something or they're, they're late with their invoice or whatever. You've got, to, you've got to be able to support yourself and be ready for that. However, if you do that, you certainly, uh, you can, I know someone who's built a million dollar business off my idea about this from two years ago. And is that the one I'm looking at right now? No, it's not. <laughs> Podcasting is not a visual medium, sorry <laughs> listeners, but um, the, the one I was going to mention, because you talked about, I mean, you don't have to be the cold calling expert to live this business model. You don't. And most people will go, they'll be turning off now if they think they have to be. Because Well, let's put that carrot that. there, but I, I think we should not get there yet. I okay. think there's a few steps in between. Not get where? To this to this business model? That it, this, 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 yeah, it's this secret magical This little secret magical method. site that I'm looking at. Yes. Oh, the poor listeners. They're just... Well, you know... Sorry. We're now talking in, uh, we're talking in tongues. Right after this commercial break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but, seriously. But there is. I mean, this... Okay, well, we will have to mention this at some point. We will, but we're almost there, Tim. Um, and the fact is, I love it. I love it both. People don't know what we're talking about, but hey, let's build some excitement. <laughs> I love what we will talk about in the future because um, not only does it mean no more cold calling, um, and it, looking at the method, it looks as... It's a method set up where customers are going to be calling you. Well, let's um, talk about how it got invented. But it's, it's a beautifully produced product too. It is. It is. So um, I'll leave it to you as to when we mention that. It's almost there. We're almost there. But I, I just want to talk about supply for a minute. Yeah. You know, yeah. If, if, you, if, if you're going to start this out, you basically get yourself set up, identify what your strategy will be, get some good advice, get yourself the, the structure that you need, you're going to need your own website, of course, as your calling card or your, your base to run your system from because whatever method you're using to get the customers, whether it's phone, whether it's um, not cold calling using the secret method, whether it's <laughs> um, direct response letters are very powerful, whether it's just going to local business meetings, whatever method you use, you're still going to want your own brand online, your own website with with the devices that we've talked about in other episodes. You want to capture details. You want to offer solutions. And the next step really is to really hone in on your position in the marketplace. Can I, can I be, just hold that thought? And anyone who's considering this business model, don't, and, and if they are, they're probably all aware, already aware of local businesses' lack of knowledge mm. around... Well, they know things. nothing about they know this. They nothing. nothing. So, so to go into a business and to say, here's some things, to be able to say, hey, get a website that is built for Google to find you, yep. that captures contact details simply and easily, yep. that sets up a series of emails that go out automatically, you create once and they go out again and again and again, to, um, to optimise it, ongoing so that when someone does a search in Google for a term relevant to your business, it will pop up number one organically. These things, for you and I, and maybe for some of the listeners, they just go, this is kind of, as I would say when I was a kid, der Fred. <laughs> it's der Fred stuff, you know, obvious stuff. This is like, n- no one knows about it. And no. they're still just, how many businesses are out there saying, that, that it's almost like, get the website, job's done, guys. It's not. It's like started. Well, most, start. most businesses, if they want a website, they'll start looking for online websites. They'll get very confusing, you know, build your own or we'll do it for you, but we'll charge you $20,000 for it, agency oh, types. Yeah. And God bless the agencies. They can make some pretty looking sites, but designers are clueless in terms of how to structure it so that Google likes a site. So I, I equate that to having a Ferrari 
parked in a dark alley with a cover over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's just wasted. It no is. one's going to see it. So, yes, if someone's listened to all of the podcasts up to this point, you already know 10 times more than your average business about internet marketing. So you, you're good to go. So you work on your positioning. You really just, that's really just your message. It's how do you translate to a business that you can help them and give them the confidence that you know what you're talking about. And I would suggest the best thing that most people could do is to go and set up a website and get it ranked for something. Something similar to what you would like your customers to be able to rank for. Mm -hmm. Whether it's uh, mechanic Parameter or uh, I don't know, Butcher Bendigo. Yeah. You, know, you, want, you want to be able to prove that you can do something. Now, of course, as soon as you get one client who's happy for you to use them as a reference for a non-compete customer, then you're away. You've got your portfolio and you only need one and even if you have to do your first one at a cost price to get your foot in the door, you can, you can name your own ticket once you're up and running. What's the value proposition for the strategist to say to the, to the local business? Is it, I'll create you an online presence that will get you on page one of Google every time? Is that no, it's, it's actually simpler than that. Would you want to do a role play? Go. Let's say, okay, so you're a business, Tim. What sort of business are you? I am a news agent. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a fish and chip shop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're a news agent. I'm a news agent. I'd say, Tim. Do our overseas listeners know what a news agent is? Well, it's somewhere where you buy magazines and newspapers and lottery tickets. Okay. Stationery. If you don't, yeah, if you're not listening to this podcast, <laughs> you're probably buying a lot of lottery tickets because that's <laughs> the best that's option point. to make a million dollars. Uh, Tim, are you happy with your business, how it's going right now? It could be a lot better. In fact, I feel as though I'm a little bit stuck in the dark ages. Yes. A lot of people tell me that. Uh, would you like to beat your competition? Every day of the week. I'd love that. Right. Well, I can help you with that. James, welcome aboard. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? That's pretty much it. How are you going to help me? Come on. I have everyone. I stand at my counter every day of the week, Mr. Tramco, and people come in and say, you know, I can help you grow your business. Why are you different? Well, for the first thing, I'm not actually uh, in here trying to sell your business. I'm in here buying a magazine, and you just happen to strike up a conversation that led us to house business. So you'd have to ask all of those people, if they're so good at bringing business online, why are they bowling into your shop looking for customers? So that pretty much excludes everybody else. In my case, I just build websites. I just quietly do it from home and make lots of money, and occasionally... I work with someone else as long as they fit my criteria, they're someone I want to work with, and they're prepared to recognise the value that I can bring to their business. And Tim, you're probably wondering what value can I bring to your business? Absolutely. I can bring you more qualified paying customers who are happy to get your products and services, continue to order them. In fact, many cases, they'll do it on autopilot. But uh, why are your websites different to uh, every other bloke who's come in and sold me his website model? Well, I have access to proprietary tools and information that is certainly well beyond the average understanding of most people in that industry. Okay. And clearly you're going to cost a fortune then. You would think that. Uh, in this case, though, we have packages that suit just about everybody. You know, I'm not dealing with everybody. I'm only dealing with a select clientele. But in your case, Tim, I think there's something that's suitable. In fact, I would never recommend something that I think is not going to give you a huge return on your investment. Otherwise, it wouldn't work for you or for me. I want you to be in a position where you're so happy with what we can do for you that you're more than willing to tell other people about it. In fact, that's how most of our business comes. James, I love what you're saying. However, however, at the end of the day, you know what? I'm a little shop in a little local village that gets a lot of passing by traffic and I'm not sure whether having an online presence as super duper as you're proposing is what I need. Well, you don't know what you don't know, Tim. So I, I understand that position. And if you always want to be a little shop in a little village, then keep doing what you're doing. But you did say before that you're not happy with how your business is going, that it could always be better. Correct. So you'd have to wonder what would that be? Okay. What would better look like? Well, I, I have heard of businesses, James, where there are people... Um, there are people who have sold products every day of their life, every year in, year out, and they started to sell online. 
they had what I they, I hear this thing. There's a shopping cart or something. <laughs> so clearly, there may be another channel to market beyond just opening the door each day. Is that what you're telling me? Well, I'm telling you when you see on uh, what what radio station do you listen to? Oh, I love Gold 104. The Gold old, 104. The see, when they're saying you know hop onto Twitter or Facebook, you've got to wonder. Maybe there's some people on there. Yeah. Now, if I told you there's 500 million people on there and that more than half the population in this country logs on every day... But, James, they're not going to walk past my shop. I'm but you can actually target people in your local area. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Just people in your area. You can even target... I mean, you have magazines on the racks here, don't you? We do. What, what sort of sport one. Well, what sort of topics do you cover here on the magazines? There is a, there is a magazine... This surprises me, James. There is a magazine for every topic you could imagine. Well, imagine if you could target people who are interested in that topic who live in your area. Would, okay. would that be interesting? Now you're talking. So we can find just your customers and nobody else. Where do I sign? Well, <laughs> right here. End of role play. <laughs> sign the checkbook, son. <laughs> we'll have to put some music under that so <laughs> that the people, can, the people know it's a role play and not me asking completely stupid questions. Well, I have to say, I've never had a role play that's that's been more difficult than that scenario. It's usually okay. substantially easier. Mm -hmm. What I call it is a pull market. And you don't hear about it much because most people are push marketers. That's where they push, push, sell, sell, and pound. Buy this, buy this, buy this. Pull marketing is where you draw the customer in and they're asking you the questions because they're interested and they heard about you from somewhere else or they've, they've been exposed to some stuff that makes them very interested in understanding what it is that you can do to help them. But there are there's certainly things, you'll find your positioning and the, the banter that works for you. That works for me because that's, that's been tested for me over time with, with um, plenty of customers. I, I think, and I, just, I have, I have ex experienced, experimented with this model, and I found it most successful when you actually add to the conversation, you're going to need to listen and follow what it is that I have to say. Because sometimes you can enter a client relationship and that client desperately wants to buy into what it is you've got, but they end up jumping over the top and actually manipulating it back to how they want to see it. Well, the classic case of that is web design. Oh, yeah. It is, a, you know, a customer, you can do a, a web brief, you can build a, a website, and they will still, nine out of ten times, they'll want to have a big fancy Flash Fandango video on the front page that looks amazing and does nothing, will not get found, will not cause a sale, and you have to, have to set up some rules. So that's my next topic, actually. It's setting the rules for the relationship. And I think I picked this up from Brad Sugars, one of his books, but he has some sort of thing with his students where if they don't implement what he's given them in the first step, he won't even talk about step two. Yeah, that's excellent. So I say to my customers, look, when you're coming on board, you're coming on board because you believe that I can help you and that what I know is going to be right for your business. So I want you to place that trust in what we're doing because I know about this stuff. This is what I do. You do news agency stuff. You do lottery tickets. You do newspapers. I don't know about that stuff. You do. I know about internet. I know about marketing. I know how to make your phone ring. I know how to get customers turning up to your shop. Let me take care of that. So that's why I quite like the model where the customer just pays a monthly amount and you do the stuff in the background. A little bit like the Wizard of Oz, behind the curtain. Yeah, behind the scenes. And I think part of that, what, what I do like about this model is that clearly um, it's about going and creating um, a website, which is a one-off payment. But the SEO, the, S, the search engine optimization of that website is an ongoing, you want to maintain, you want to be known for a particular set of key phrases on an ongoing basis. And that requires ongoing work. So there is actually a, an ongoing fee attached to this model. Well, you might be wondering, why would someone keep paying for three years? Well, the fact is, I spoke to one of my clients today. The first time I've spoken to him this year, right, and at, at the time of recording, that means it's about three and a half months. And they pay a substantial four-figure per month maintenance fee. And the only question was about the dates on the emails that come through because it's on a US-based server. And he said, look, I've got to go. Sorry, we, everything's going awesome. It, we're just so busy right now. We, we just Basically, there's nothing else they need. It's just status quo. Keep doing what we're doing. It's working. It's fantastic. Perfect. And Everyone's happy. Well, that's the thing. The last time I spoke to him was about nine months ago. 
So imagine having a customer paying, let's say it's around $6,000 a month, uh, per month, and you speak to them once every nine months. Would that be good? Spot on. And that's because you're solving the problem. As long as you're solving and the problem. because it's measurable, that's the other big thing. A customer knows if their phone's calling from the website when you tell them to put a special phone number for the website. A customer knows when a form comes through from the website that you built and drive traffic to. They know the form comes. It's an actual deliverable, and you can see it, and they can see it. Is there, is there a, with, with, your, with that customer, do you have a reporting function, or is the reporting function literally self-reporting because the customer's seeing the results? Customer's so busy, they can't even ring me to tell me that, that you they need maybe more. maybe a Google Analytics report? Absolutely. Or an, an SEO update on what you're ranking for? Or yep. So in this customer's case, I just go into analytics. I set the report to, to email out weekly, and every week it just auto-emails. Bang nothing happening from my point of view. I actually don't physically do anything to make this account continue. I just make sure that the suppliers who are helping me with this account are actually doing their job. And I make sure that they send me a report once a month. And I look at the stats once a month. That's it. So there's no hands-on. I'm not... Now, in the beginning of this account, back when I had a job, I built the first website. I did the first SEO and I was working a couple of hours a day on it. So I went from a couple of hours a day to a couple of hours a year because I had a mindset shift. And I've created a situation where the results are better now because I'm leveraging it than what I could do myself because I do other things as well, including nothing, which I count as a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's got the word thing in it. It does. <laughs> hey, tell me, um, just to be clear um, on... Uh, suppliers. So yes. what, what would a typical toolbox contain for, for a, a, a local marketing strategist? I would suggest that they get access to a professional suite of reporting tools where they can upload their own banner or graphics so they can look really professional. Okay, I meant more. What are the, what are the particular tools? That we talked about you've got to be able to get a... You've got, the first thing is get a website. So Go to our product page and they'll see yep, the yep. website creation. Well, I, I still count SE. this as a tool. Okay. This is a tool. They, they need to take a subscription or buy a product. One of the products, and we can list this somewhere in the report if you want, is called IBP. And that helps people generate a website status report and put their own logo on it. And they give that to the client, and that's a really nice official looking, here's what's wrong with your website report. What's IBP stand for? Uh, it's Internet Business Promoter. Mm-hmm. Another tool like that but better that we use is called Raven Tools. And Raven Tools lets you hook up Google Analytics. It helps you uh, run a keyword research report. It helps you interface with social media, which is another item that I suggest you supply for an end user. And that central dashboard allows you to stick your own logo on it and generate these fancy reports. Instead of coming from Google Analytics, now it's going to come from Timbo's marketing consultancy and it looks expensive and, it, and it's a valuable, valuable tool that, that uh, it does landing page optimization stuff. So just this monthly subscription, that should be in the toolkit. That will, that's really going pro. And from then, yes, you need a website supplier, a search engine optimization supplier and you may, I mean, that, that, they're the main things, but you may also want to branch out and do things like autoresponder website uh, sales copy, you know, sales writing, and you might want to supply a logo. You might want to do social media setup and management. Perhaps go and, and uh, like we did with Freedom Ocean, go and nominate a YouTube channel and deck it out with the company livery and upload content pieces. Livery. Is it? Livery? Oh, maybe you're from Sydney. Maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe library is a Sydney thing. Could be. Livery. <laughs> well, it's a big word for me. It is. And, uh, and deck it out and, you know, do the same with Facebook and Twitter. And, and you know, companies love anything with ego or with, with uh, brand presence is going to tick boxes for a customer. They love image and ego marketing. Just I think love important, it. I think importantly, too, one of the things for the person considering this model is that there's got to be an endpoint, you know. Like, here's the thing: I'll get your website, I'll get your social media happening, I'll get you optimized, um, get your beautiful logo, and it's it's just a nice, neat package. And maybe, maybe there is, maybe on that there's two or three packages where there's there's just the website package, or there's the full 
the full enchilada. Yeah, well, I, I recommend that, that they talk more in terms of packages, you know, and give them names, and don't give customers a shopping list. Don't say, this is going to have this with this, 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 and this, because then the first thing the customer's going to do is get online and start punching in stuff and end up getting screwed over by some backyard weirdo who's got no idea, or an agency who'll fleece them for 10 times more money and deliver nothing. Mm. We actually supply services to big agencies because they have no idea about this stuff. Mm. They've got some 45 grand a year clerk in the office. How are they going to know about the latest search engine optimization strategies for Google? Mm. They're not. But they do know to get someone like us to supply the service and the report that they put their logo on and give to the end customer. Let's, before we wrap up this show, because we uh, have gone for quite some time. Do you want to talk about traffic? I was going to talk about traffic. I was actually going to talk about pricing as well. We touched on it at the start, but just now that we're very clear on what this business model is all about, for the internet, the local marketing strategists to price themselves, I think what you spoke about at the start was there might be a smaller fee uh, uh, that does some brief work, which is an introduction to the suppliers and then the client works with the suppliers. Uh, then there's the other one where it's like the all-encompassing, where you pay me and I'll handle the lot. Yeah, if I'm going to introduce suppliers, I'm going to charge a big fee. Otherwise, um, I'm giving away my year's worth of experience in IP for too little of value. Okay. So my starting price is $5,000 a month for that, that role. That's just a straight That's consult. your consult fee. That, that's, that's the last price that I accepted somebody on I've actually closed that now now I'm to day rates because I can't even justify selling my time for five thousand dollars a month so uh, not because it's too much but because it's too little Uh, I just wanted to point that out in case (laughs) someone was wondering Uh, you want to uh, you want to remember that you're the expert I really want to emphasize this this is where 99% of the issues come where an internet marketing savvy person is going to undervalue themselves. And that is because they're hanging out in the warrior forum where everything must be free or no more than $7. And if it's more than $7, it's an outrage. It's unbelievable. People still cannot believe that I charge thousands per month because their head is stuck in $50 a month. Well, in a previous episode, we've talked about free and the fact that there's a cost attached to free. Well, not just that. I'm really talking about self-value. Yeah. If you can help a business... Now, in, in, in the case of my customer, who I speak to once every nine months, they've, they've got hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of profit from single customer inquiries that I've helped them generate. I know that I can justify my fee for years based on just one transaction. Imagine all the other ones they've got. So I would be undervaluing myself if I charged them $500 a month. Yep. So work more to the customer's problem than your own belief of what you're worth. Yeah. And, so forget, and forget the hourly rate and think about... And if I were to say that a different way, I'd say forget about cheap-ass customers who want to screw you around and pay you nothing. Yep. Because there's plenty of them out there. Turn them off, switch them off the filter. As soon as a customer says, can I get the job and then pay you, say, sorry, we, we pay... We get paid in advance and then we supply the goods because it's a service and once we do it, we cannot get the time back. It's, it's a wasted resource. So always paid in advance and I like to have 100% paid up front. That's my terms now. In the beginning, I could actually safely build somebody a website. Let's say I built a, a lawn mowing service, a website. I could actually build it knowing that if they don't want to buy it, that I could sell it to their competitor. Yep. <laughs> so, nice. And... Think about this, once I've built one, is there much stopping me going to the lawn mowing service in another state and offering them the same website but with their own name on it mm-hmm. with localised search terms and some customization of the images and layout? You know, with very small changes, I can leverage that one-time effort. Mm. There's so much opportunity in this market, it's ridiculous. As you're talking to James, and not that I'm into adopting, particularly I mean, even from a personal point of view, the idea of honing into one model and really owning that model is quite appealing. That said, the idea of maybe taking this model of local marketing and having one, one client at any one time would be a nice little cash cow where you, can, you just know that you know, at any one time 
I'll have one local business for which I'm developing their online presence for. And once that job's done, then I can get another one. And in, in the meantime, so that's, that's cash flowing some stuff. And in the meantime, I might be then focusing on one of the other business models that we're going to be talking about in future shows. And exactly. So it's not, an all, it's not all or nothing. This is like investment strategies, really. You know, are you a shares or a property or, or what sort of guy? Um, you can do both. You can do none. You could do either or. What, what's your thoughts on, on that, though? Because as I'm saying that, you know, having one going along all the time and then maybe off doing some affiliate um, stuff and another one, another business model, uh, you're starting to create pain or do yeah, you think it's you, okay to... you'll lose energy between them. When I started, I stuck to one model and built it up for a year and a half. And then I went to my second business model. Why did you, cho- why did you choose the one you chose? Because it was perfect to do while I still had a job, because it didn't involve dealing with customers. It was something I could just chip away at. This is affiliate, wasn't it? Affiliate marketing. Yeah. I could just chip away at it, grow it, learn it without much risk. It doesn't have as big a payoff either. It was the local business one that I just, I hit that one and like literally within days I was able to quit my job. It was that instant. How did you go about um, getting the business? Were you cold calling? In this case, I had actually built websites for both of these customers. And actually, the first customer I'd already built a website for, through word of mouth, one of my friends said, hey, you should talk to James. He does this for himself, you know, affiliate sites. He could probably do one for your business. So I had a chat to them, and they paid me $5,500 for their website, and I built it. And I thought, wow, this is actually pretty cool. I remember going out and bought my first mountain bike with the, uh, when I got paid for that. And the mountain bike was only worth half that, by the way. So, <laughs> uh, so then, then I thought, well, I'll, I should do more of this. The real epiphany came when I thought, hang on a second, I should be charging a monthly fee. Everything, I switched my whole business from one time to monthly. How do I make everything pay recurring? As soon as I made that shift, everything changed. So I went back to that client. I also had a friend of mine fishing around with me saying, if you had a such and such, how would you help them? And I said, well, I'd do this. I said, in the end, I said, listen, why don't you just get him to call me? So this guy called me and I got him to hop onto Google and we went over his website while he was looking on the website and I was on the phone looking at the website and I talked him through it and, and he had been getting quotes from other companies and he said, I'd look, any chance you could do this for us? And I said, sure. So I paid my friend a spotter's fee for the first 12 months and that was, from memory, it was 10% of the job. Whatever I got, I said, I'll give you 10% of whatever I get if you want me to do this directly. He said, that's fine. And I um, got the job and then I approached both of them and said, let's do this monthly. Let's, you're going to need traffic for this. And we got huge results from that. Now, the, the best thing, I actually posted about this on my website, on my blog, internetmarketingspeed.com, years ago, that you can create little Camtasia videos of someone's website and then send it to them and talk through it with them. And then years later, I have my mastermind group and I've got one of my students who's come to me to learn about taking, you know, doing corporate workshops, of all things, and he was telling me that he'd, he'd seen my post and was doing this video thing and sending them off to customers. And sort of like a cold calling thing, just sending off the videos, just cold, just targeting the perfect customer from the yellow pages and then sending it off. You know, if the, if the website was on page three of Google and they were advertising the LA pages, tick, make a little video and send it off. And I said, Kevin, you need to sell that as a product. Forget the workshops, yep. sell that as a product. And he goes, you really think so? And I said, yes, I really think so. And fast forward now, Kevin McKillop has made an amazing product. And this is the super special product. That, this is the one we were talking about. Yes, yeah, local video method. And... He actually teaches we'll put a, people. We'll, we'll put a link to this we'll, in our we show will notes. Put it, I, I do recommend this as this is the ultimate traffic strategy because you don't have to cold call. That's a big call you just said there. <laughs> the ultimate traffic strategy. It is the ultimate traffic strategy. It is pretty good. For this business model. For this, okay. For this business model. And I'll tell you why I think it's ultimate. Because while I've made a conscious decision not to get any more customers now from an active perspective... 
what we have done is set up our own business. My own team of special ninjas have created a business that makes these videos and they resell our own SEO and website services all on autopilot. Wow. And that is a powerful thing because now I don't have to get involved. I've done my, my uh, famous thing is to make myself redundant in the business. So I've taught my team the sales video method. They've gone through this product. They have been constructing sales videos. They've even done auditions for who's got the best voice. And they now do voiceovers on sales videos. And we've set up a website just to resell our own traffic and websites. So, so what services. we're talking about here, just so we're clear, and, and people will need to go, go to our show notes and, and you'll find a link to this method because it is phenomenally, phenomenally simple. It is very it, simple. It, it, it's basically saying going and finding a business that is online and is marketing themselves and saying, okay, I've had a look at what you're doing. I've seen your Yellow Pages presence. I've seen you've run a couple of ads in the local paper. I've looked at your website. I've checked you out on Google. I noticed this, this, and that. Uh, you then put that to a video yeah, uh, using, as you say, Camtasia for PC or ScreenFlow for Mac, then providing some solutions, saying, okay, well, I can change your world. I can, I can change it so that you're getting more inquiry, more traffic, and in the end, more sales, because what I'll be doing is making changes to things that are going to get you found easier on Google, mm. the things that you want to be found for, uh, and you're going, to have a, you're going to have an online presence that will pretty much probably cost less, and cost less and have more impact than what you're currently getting. And this is all done via the creation of videos that you send off to that, that person that's never heard from you in a million years, and I can imagine the chances of um, actually them calling you are very high. Well, and also the chances of rejection are quite low. No one's personally telling you to get knotted or whatever. Yeah. So a lot of the things that stop people, i.e. fear, fear of rejection, uh, for picking up the telephone or walking into a business, are removed from the equation. Yep. So that is a very... And what I also love, putting it completely unrelated to the fact that this is a great way of getting traffic for this business model, is that the way this product has been put together is super duper. Well, Kevin is uh, of a high production values standard. He sure is. <laughs> he's he's he, very, very particular. The high, he's, got, he's got high production values. He puts forward a very compelling argument, presented in video, which you'd expect because he's selling video product. Um, and just the entire argument, the layout of the page, um, the copy... Um, the way he explains what you get and what it will produce. He's got testimonials. He's Want got to know a, a secret, Timbo? Go on. He's using my sales video profit system for the compelling sales copy. The sales video profit system, which, yeah. once again, found on our product page. Not yet, but it will be. It's only been used by my students and myself. Oh. has not been published, and the results that students are getting with it, phenomenal. Well... It's proof in the pudding. But anyone listening to this will get first dibs on it <laughs> because we'll let you know when it's released. Yeah. Well, re register at freedomocean.com. That's how you get the transcripts. You get the transcripts. And also, um, if there is something released, they're going to be the first to know about it by being on our mailing list. And I very clearly say Freedom Ocean, James, because I've had a couple of people say, oh, I thought your show was called Free to Motion. Well, I had someone say that it was a free demotion. <laughs> Great. And I said, well, if it's demoted from the corporate, corporate ladder, absolutely yeah, it is. I'll go with that. Yep, it's <laughs> nice. Yeah, so there's, there's, um, that's pretty much one business model dissected, as promised, James. And um, I think we've got nine to go. <laughs> so we might wrap it up there. Um, we have covered a lot. Um, and in our next show, we are going to jump head first into some fantastic listener questions. Absolutely fantastic listener questions um, covering a broad range of things. No particular area first, just let's get stuck into them. So uh, thanks, James. That's been a great episode. Lots to learn. Um, transcripts. The transcripts will be good because people can be circling and highlighting and scribbling. This is, and it's almost an information product in, in one, the transcript. And to get the transcript, it's just freedomotion.com. Enter. Well, go and see what we ask you to enter. Absolutely. That, that's a really... You touched on that before. And just before we finish, I, I say to a lot of my clients when they're 
umming and ahhing about approaching their marketing in a certain way. I'll identify a big brand marketer that's doing something like that and just ask the question, are they doing it? So I'll give you an example, you know, like Flash. Flash has a limited role in the online world, yeah? Um, and many, I have so many clients, oh, you know, I want a kind of cool front page of my website with some animation and Flash or whatever it is. And I'll just say, you know, like, are eBay using Flash? Are iTunes using Flash? Is Google using is Flash? Is Google using Flash? And the thing is, these guys have done all the testing. So why go and recreate something? Well, a great, a great site to look at for testing is Amazon.com. This sure is. And uh, interestingly, they use lots of bright orange buttons. Yep. They use long-form sales copy yep. for many of their pages. All of the things that people are going to say, no, I don't do that. You know, go and look at a site that gets a massive amount of volume that has in-house testing freaks. Go, I can tell you now, listeners, and we are, James and I are going to dissect the whole process of how Freedom Ocean came about. Um, and I can say, uh, hand on heart, that if you go to freedomotion.com and have a look at the, how that page set, is set up, None of it is by accident, <laughs> because I personally proposed a lot of things to James, um, how we should go about setting up the Red Joe form, how we should go about setting up all, so all parts of it, all parts of it, some of which you just said, yeah, that's a good idea, let's do it. But more often than not, you challenged me on it, really challenged me on it, flipped me 180 degrees to where I thought the right place to go was, and we've got a fantastic result. So... Um, there's lots of fodder in that for, for future shows. Yeah, I'd love to go over some battle-tested case studies from the Freedom Ocean behind <laughs> the curtain. Behind, behind the curtain? Yeah. We will go behind the scenes yep. of Freedom Ocean overcoming shows. James, been a pleasure. Until Thanks, next Timbo. Time, see you on the ocean. See ya. Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Schramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're both pretty much unemployable. <laughs>